You're listening to Authentically Switched On, a podcast that inspires young adults to cultivate their courage to be imperfect and vulnerable to pursue their passion, goals, and dreams. I'm your host, Grace Marora, and I'll be journeying with you, having authentic conversations, book reviews, journaling guides, and learning how to tie up our goals to our dreams. Do you really know who you are as a person? What will be your ideal career? What kinds of traits do you prefer in a life partner? What are your political and religious beliefs? All of those questions relate to our view of who we are as individuals. The answer to those questions might change with time or experience. Some philosophers believe that The purpose of life is really to discover who we are. To do that, we need to explore a lot of possibilities to find the answers to these questions. You have probably heard the term identity crisis before, and you might have a fairly good idea of what it means. But where does it originate? Why do people experience this kind of crisis? In the guest chair today, we have Lisa Chowa, a poet and a writer who acquired her Bachelor of Health Science with honors in bioethics and health at Verds and Bachelor of Public Health at Monash Universities of South Africa. Her communication skills and teamwork competency have been through previous volunteering and formal working experience. Today, we tackle the topic, Not an Identity Crisis, which was inspired by the blog she wrote in 2018. Hello, Lisa, and how are you? Hi, Grace. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Welcome to Authentically Switched On. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So before we go on with our topic, please tell us who is Lisa Chowa and what do you do? Okay, my name is Lisa Chowa Kabala. I am a poet and I go by the name of Lisa Chowa. Um, I have a crazy love for natural hair and everything about being Black and African. I am very Afrocentric. Um, and of course, I have a crazy love for the one and only Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where do you come from? I am Congolese, born in the DRC at the very heart of Africa. Um, we lived there for the first three years of my life and have now been living in South Africa for the past 22 years. I am mm. currently working um, as an intern at Wits Med School and at the same time trying to really push my poetry brand and um, I'm actually working on a project, which is to remain a secret until I do launch. But do keep your ears and eyes open um, because I will most definitely need your support when the time does come. Moreover, mm-hmm. I am a mentor to a high school pupil, the secretary of the GCSU, which is the Gauteng Congolese Students Union, and a member of a poetry group called Majestic Writers. Mm, awesome, awesome. So what motivates you? Honestly, my family, straight up. <laughs> One word. Uh, and then what is your mantra or motto? 
if you have one. Okay, I go by the one that says, "Do what you love, love what you do," and I and I added the ending. Um, and success will follow you through. Uh, what I've noticed is that people mainly just follow specific idea and stuff without having the passion for it, and that's mm. why I added, um, "Do what you do." Love what you do and success will follow you through. So just follow your passion and everything else will follow. Yeah. Mm, wonderful. Um, let's get into the, the topic of the day. So what is identity crisis and what does it mean? Mm, okay. Uh, firstly, I will start off by separating the two words. Mm. Um, identity is what makes up a, a, a person's whole being. This includes their beliefs, their culture, personality, their names, their sense of belonging. Um, the word crisis shows um, a sense of difficulty, setback, having some sort of trouble. Um, so when someone is facing or going through an identity crisis, they are going through a difficult time or going through a certain setback in life that can prevent them from experiencing their entire being thus not having a sense of belonging and that then hinders them from working towards or finding their life's purpose. Mm. And what causes identity crisis and why do people experience this kind of personal crisis? Uh, hmm. I think it can be anything from life-changing events. Mm -hmm. The question of who you are as a person society in general which i believe is the biggest contributing factor um i think this there comes a stage in one's life where we start to question certain things like our our identity and thus wanting answers and on our quest to finding these answers with all life's confusion then experiencing um this personal crisis and what are these different types of crisis identity crisis Oh, psychology. All right. Um, well, according to James Marcia, there are four different types of psychology crises. Mm -hmm. um, there is the foreclosure status. Um, this is adopting a parent's beliefs. Um, mm -hmm. Then there is the moratorium status. And this is where some teenagers spend years in trying on different possible identities. Um, then there's also the identity diffusion. And this is where one characterizes those who have neither explored the option nor made a commitment to a specific identity. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, the identity achievement status, which refers to the status for those who, after exploration, have made a commitment to a certain type of identity. Mm. Uh, what are the signs or symptoms that we, you are having an identity crisis? Um, well, I think it could be when one truly starts questioning who they are, um, what they would like to achieve in life, not feeling as if they fit in. Um, another could be trying things to impress people and so not standing firm in who you are. And thus, um, I think those are the signs and symptoms that you may have an identity crisis. A strong identity emerges not only from this conscious contemplation of your life's purpose, but also from successfully resolving the developmental challenges that characterize the previous childhood years. Mm -hmm. So growing up, have you experienced any childhood identity crisis? 
Yes, I've most certainly <laughs> had. Um, it was more on cultural acceptance and socially fitting in with regards mm-hmm. to being different, you know, in terms of like language barrier and all of that in a totally different new country. Um, mm-hmm. Another example was that it was hard for me to accept like my, my African name, you know. And so then I, I always introduce myself with like the English name, you know, because mm-hmm. I, if I use my middle name then it'll be like ah she's foreign already by the get-go so yeah i did struggle a lot with that cultural acceptance Mm. that must be difficult especially cultural acceptance and for you to accept your native name must have been difficult so how did you resolve the childhood challenges in order to emerge the strong identity identity that you have currently um, I think for me, if I do recall well, is that uh, my parents still remained true to our customs and attending like predominantly Congolese churches, having like Congolese friends around the house. And that helped to form the foundation. Although inwards, personally, I was still like struggling with my identity. Uh, moreover, slowly learning to accept myself um, and my differences through the years and above all, loving and learning to continuously love myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had amazing friends growing up, literally from primary school onwards, who loved me for me and didn't really care about where I came from, even though in general, like many others would not be able to understand my individual story. Um, and so these friends really helped with that acceptance in terms of we, with in terms of us exchanging languages, you know, food, cultural knowledge and so forth. Um, But then I believe the full-on change in establishing a strong identity uh, personally was when I truly accepted Christ as my personal savior and then thus helping me find Mm -hmm. solace in my my identity and as a Congolese person living in another another country. So it all literally came together, I believe, at that very moment. As teenagers, we experience rapid changes in our bodies. Uh, as our bodies build hormones, emotions, and cognitive abilities. Perhaps for the first time in life, they contemplate, we contemplate our roles in the society, including uh, our careers, our values, and gender roles. How was your teenage experience, or rather your adolescent stage like? Oh, Grace, more memories. Hmm. Okay, uh... <laughs> Firstly, uh, the shift from primary school to high school was a huge jump. Uh, Coming from a public primary school to a, and then going to a private high school, which was predominantly a certain race, um, something completely new to me, which I was never exposed to. And uh, that brought a whole shift in my thinking. Uh, Many of the new girls were black. And so we then became friends. Yeah, because mm. we were new. Not that we became friends because we were black. You just saw that, oh, we all knew, okay, we like the leftovers. We, we became friends. Mm. Um, but to some people, it posed to them as a threat because it's like we're a whole collective, we're a group of just black girls, you know? Mm. Um, I and a few other friends um, went to that school um, through a scholarship, you know? And then mm. when the other people found out, we were like teased, but I think because we had each other, we were able to overcome such guys, girls can be really mean, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, certificate, passed high school, got the experience and here we are today. 
how did, did that uh, sort of sisterhood um, help you grow into the woman that you are today? Because I understand maybe it was predominantly a white school and you had to have a few black sisters that stick, stuck around and then became your friends. So how did you guys stand up for each other while growing up in that um circumstance or rather in that school where usually it will be like 99% it's only white people um I think what made it easier was we took the bus together we took taxis together so you weren't alone because other people will obviously drive in with their mercs and they whatnot like their parents shopping in we were cool we're walking out the school gates taking the school bus taking taxis and I think that also kind of helped in okay, I'm not alone type of thing. Um, that really, really helped. And then we would speak Zulu, you know, my Zulu came in there, here and there, Susutu. So it, it kind of helped with that, you know, blackness, that sisterhood in that no matter, no matter where you go or no matter where you find yourself in, um, you can still be you, you know, and just blend in the environment. So that really helped the system, especially uh, Mm. If I'm to push boundaries a bit here, have you ever expressed any racism uh, at that particular point in life? Because I think that's in our teenage years, that's where we experience a lot of things and we come across racism or tribalism or even culturism. So have you ever experienced any of those at that time? If I do recall, not personally, but uh, a few of my peers did. Mm. Um, and so obviously, because they then experience that, you, 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 feel, you feel it with them. It's kind of like you guys are all affected by it. And so, yes, I can say maybe to a, like a second degree, but not like firsthand, at least that I'm not completely aware of at that time mm. or even now that I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. And how did your friends come out of those situations at that time if they have shared with you? Um, so the, the, the school was very, we had, like, we had a very strong supportive system. And so things like reporting it and then it being dealt with. So that was actually really good from the school's point of view. And then just, I think, being with our friends, just like blocking out the others and their views and comments and just being together as friends. Mm. Yeah. So that's where unity comes in more, more than anything. Mm. So moving on, how did moving from your country of birth to South Africa affect you and your family? Uh, what I do know is that we left many things behind. Um, I was only three at the time and can barely remember except through stories and what we've been dis- uh, and what we've discussed with my parents. But I know I struggled with fitting in, uh, being a little foreign kid in a new country, mm-hmm. school all of that I mainly struggled with um, accepting my Congolese identity and growing up it was quite hard because um, I was neither Congolese enough for the Congolese community nor South African enough for the South African community so I mainly found myself like stuck you know and as a as a as a child growing up you don't understand what's going on it's only like when I was a lot older and then you're reflecting and you just realize, okay, wow, this was actually what was going on in my life. Because if I do recall back, um, 
I barely had like Congolese friends. I mean, we're not counting here, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, we had like Indian friends, uh, colored friends, South African friends who I believe were more open-minded. I I barely had because I was not, I I just could not fit in. I don't know how, but I just could not fit in. It must have been hard for you. It was. It was. It was really hard. Um, so how did you overcome that like i'm curious to know how did you overcome that i can just imagine a young lisa trying to figure out herself in the whole world where you are neither more like you are neither congolese or south african enough so how did you survive that battle to be honest um i think it was most of my 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 primary school and high school years i think it only like recently did i overcome it and uh, how did i overcome it i think mainly in varsity <laughs> that's when i started having congolese friends um i really don't know how it happened i think it's one of my friends um introduced me and then boom and then before you know it you're like hey we're not that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think just just i think it first had to come with me accepting who i was first mm-hmm. then who um i associate myself with whether they were congolese or not and then obviously them being like accepted socially you know in that group um which i believe is how i overcome it. I, I overcame it first by accepting myself fully mm-hmm. and love for who i am yes. yeah self acceptance is very important Mm. so looking back on where you come from what could you say you had to give up or your parents had to give up for you to be where you are today um okay um i'm not gonna say exactly but there was a huge event um a life event that happened during primary school um so i would say i mainly gave up my childhood years if i can put it that way um as i had to grow up being the, the eldest child um mm-hmm. I had to grow up quite fast to take on responsibility for the younger one. So I can't see my childhood. I'm still a kid like at heart though. <laughs> 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 I have a great balance of both, yes. <laughs> have you ever been in a place or stage that you felt that you were not living your truth or had an identity crisis for whatever reason? Or maybe a place that you felt like you weren't fed by the environment that you were in? I don't really think I was in that specific situation and I think that's because I already knew the things that wouldn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Um so if people did certain things that's already like a turn off for me especially if it did not like gain my interest. So I think mainly the main thing that I struggled with was just identity with me being foreign in a new city mm-hmm. in a new city. Um it was mainly with just accepting my Congolese identity basically otherwise my personality it's more of like you know what if you're going to jump off a cliff and that's you you go jump that's not going to be i'm not going to follow you type of thing um, <laughs> but i think the thing that i struggled with growing up was just accepting my Congolese identity otherwise other things if i did not find it interesting then i just wouldn't entertain it yeah and the beautiful thing about being and becoming is that you don't only focus on what lies ahead or the next destination in your life 
you are able to bring part of who you are or life lessons you learned five years ago or even two months ago in the journey in order to be able to define or own your craft. You always find ways to bring forth your talent or gift to the journey. Mm -hmm. What are the things or parts about you that you once saw as identity crisis that you have been blooming or you have seen them being, I mean, you have been able to implement or bring into your day-to-day experience of your life, Jen? Um, I was a very shy child at times growing up. I would not easily talk about my emotions or my feelings, um, especially if I was bullied or made fun for being hairy or foreign or McGregor, blah, 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 and all of that. No, you know, pass, pass, pass. Uh, most times my parents... Um, would find me crying at the back of the house, you know, or I'd get like really annoyed at small things. And my mom then picked up that, no, man, this was just an accumulation of past things that I wasn't able to speak about. Um, and which was obviously very unhealthy. So she then encouraged me that if I was ever having troubles or find it, or found it actually hard to speak, even to her, that um, I should just write it down. She bought me a little journal and I found myself venting out by writing in this journal. Um, As the holidays progressed, there was not a day that went by without me not walking around um, without a pen in my hand. Um, And I now look back and see how my love for writing and poetry commenced and um, I've been happier ever since. And so I think that's a huge life lesson I've learned, turning uh, my sorrows or or past hurts into talent like in my case, for example, which is writing, yeah. So what haven't you felt insecure or unapologetic about? Given my background and experiences, um, from now on, I am unapologetic about, one, being Christian, two, being Black, three, being Congolese, and four, being African. You know, you can ask me, you can even offer to pay me a million dollars. I will not deny myself. I will take your cash and just flush it down the toilet. I think my whole life has just been a lesson around that. So um, I am definitely unapologetic about those. Yeah. Mm. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what are the advantages of exploring your identity during your teenage years or the young adult stage of your life? Um, I think the advantages are that you get to find out what makes you, you, Mm. what you enjoy doing. You get to find out the people that you enjoy being around and those that you actually don't. Um, You learn to handle different life situations and how to overcome them as well. And I believe these are all contributing factors to then know what defines you as a person. Yeah. Re-image later in life as well. You may be confronted by problems in connection to work in your young adults' years if you feel you are a dead end job, if you feel like you are in a dead end job. Similarly, you may later be confronted by issues associated with life in your early years. Then how do you deal with the past insecurities or identity crisis in your becoming? Um, like I said, firstly, self-love, self-love, self-love. That is the key. Um, it is very important because once you know your worth, you won't allow anything or anyone to stand in your way or bring you down. 
also I'm not caring or letting other people's words affect you or define you as a person, you know? And yes, like this may sound cliche, but the truth is only if you have love for yourself, if you build on your confidence as an individual, then can you handle situations that are detrimental to your health, for example. And so I guess it all begins with self-love, period. Self-love. What are identity crises that you still face during your adult life and how do you plan on improving on them? Um, to be honest, I don't think I have at the moment. Uh, usually if people are uh, interested in a certain thing and that doesn't interest me, then it doesn't affect me, even if I may be the only one standing. Um, I've realized that I can adapt to a new environment. What I do is that I first observe, um, feel the vibe that it gives off, and then find my way around it. Usually at functions, I'm the one in the corner, or and I tend to actually converse with the other person in the corner. So once I'm comfortable within this new setting, then can I integrate well? Whereas in a setting where I am familiar or most familiar with, they can integrate quite easily from the get-go. So I think with me, it mainly depends on familiarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as we near the end of our topic, what advice do you have for someone going through identity crisis? Okay, my advice to anyone out there who's going through an identity crisis would be don't lose yourself i mean in the quest to knowing and exploring who you are your interest and all of that please do not lose yourself um find your identity as a black person as a congolese person for example but don't lose yourself or per se um your roots so don't change yourself or become someone by wanting to impress others or wanting to be accepted because you'll only be hurting yourself maybe not now but in the long run so it's good to find out what your interests are. It's good to develop um, and, and see and explore and all of that. But in your whole quest of knowing who you are as a whole person, don't lose yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for, for being in our show today. But before we let you go, we're going to ask you five questions that you're going to answer but, but with one word. I'm not an identity crisis means... love to be black means africa self-love has to do with yourself to explore life has to do with travel (laughs) to be authentically switched on means brave yay (laughs) (laughs) i know but those are beautiful answers thank you so much so where can our listeners get in touch with you okay um so my instagram is at choa underscore k you see here i am loving my second name so it's t-s-h-o-w-a underscore k and you can follow my poetry at Poems and Collectives. Uh, I am readjusting my Instagram page, so I'm starting re- over. But you can find me there at Poems and Collectives. And then at my website, www.poemsandcollectives.com. 
Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you so much for a beautiful time. And we really enjoyed. Cannot wait to have you on our show again. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. For more information, follow us on Instagram at authentically underscore switched on. Don't forget to subscribe, favorite us, review and share the episode with your loved ones. Leave us a comment as we would really love to hear from you. Do you have a topic in mind that you would like us to discuss or are you interested or know of anyone who would love to be part of the show? Don't hesitate to contact us as we appreciate all creative ideas, authentic our young adults that not only grow the podcast but also grow our generation as a whole. Until next time, take care and God bless you. Don't forget to leave your life authentically switched on. Bye-bye.